0: Welcome to the Show Me The Money podcast, Unlocking Property Finance. Join us on an exciting journey into the world of property finance, where we uncover secrets, strategies, and opportunities that can turn your property dreams into a lucrative reality. Welcome to Show Me The Money, Unlocking Property Finance. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the next episode of Show Me the Money, Unlocking Property Finance. Um, with myself, Ro Sharma, and hey, Mark
1: Tramp. Hello, everybody.
0: So, thanks for tuning in. Um, today, we're just going to do a very brief market update. Uh, the last time we released an episode, we uh, I think we were recording just before... The last Monetary Policy Committee meeting in uh, late September, uh, where, as we recall, the base rates um, were held uh, and, and didn't change. um Some of the things we talked about before. As uh, if you haven't heard that episode, then please do sort of have a listen. We talked about some of the changes in lending activity, lender rates becoming more competitive. So it'd be interesting to hear Mark's view on how that's changed since then. um The economic outlook, the really sky-high fees that some that some of the lenders were offering with their products. Um, and the effect that's happening on, on on sort of loan-to-values in the market. So since we last recorded, um, there's been a few changes um, in the macro environment, some global events, and uh, who, who better to talk us through some of these items and the impact on the lending market than uh, our very own Mark. So Mark, what have we been seeing, I guess, since we last recorded? It's been three, three weeks now or so we're we seeing in the general
1: lending environment in terms of rates any changes yeah um the change is there's there's been no change in the rate uh the base rate so it's been it's been really um encouraging actually the last week i would say after the, the base rate um, didn't go up a couple of weeks back we've seen lenders price in a well slight reduction. So it's not not a massive thing, but it's the first time this reduction has happened uh, for quite a while. Uh, we are seeing some lenders struggle. Uh, we've seen obviously some issues with Metro Bank um, and a few other lenders in in the market, and specialist market, who appear to get in a little bit close to the wire. Um, but that was uh, always to be expected. Um, but there, there is definitely a price war, well, not only in the regulated residential market, but in the specialist market. Um, we're looking at lots of different uh, types of loans, at the moment. and we've got um, some quite chunky loans where lenders are now pricing around two percent over base rate. So that's that's pretty competitive, and lenders want to want to lend money still. There's there's still liquidity in the market, and there is still a uh, Hunger to lend, and that means being in the competition. And to be the competition, you need to, to be competitive, right in, you know, terms of rate and loads of value. So we're seeing some uh, interesting things, and some people who were sitting on their hands, some of my bigger clients, are now thinking, do you know what? Maybe this is the time to, to refinance. And sorry, I'm I'm going on, it was a, a, a quick question, and it's going to be a long answer. Um, so the, the people who are who were sitting on the hands they're looking at variable rates and they're thinking that the base rate may come down a little a little bit more um so they're looking to uh, to go on to variable rates potentially with no early repayment charges so if it does go down then that's great they just continue coming down but then if it does go up they can they can alter their position so
0: yeah, that's some, something uh, Something I've done myself, actually, uh, just in the last few months. Moved, one, one of my properties onto a variable rate for exactly that reason. Let's, let's see how. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, no, it is, it is interesting. And people who weren't doing anything uh, a few weeks ago are now saying, Do you know what, I think we've, we've hit the peak and yeah. hopefully it's going to be something that um, we can manage going forward on a variable rate. So um, the only thing that I would you know, say that most lenders are now putting in a early repayment charge on variable rates, um, which hasn't really been done too much before. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you've got a three-year variable, the, the early repayment charge is going to be 3%, 2%, and then 1%. So there's still quite harsh penalties, but there are a few little uh, diamonds out there that, that we've uh, we found that aren't doing the early repayment charges. So, yeah, if people are looking at their portfolios, it's a really good time to to actually have a look at it and get in touch with us. Interesting. A
0: um, couple of things you said there which I want to just pick up on. Obviously, um, Metro Bank um, have been in the headlines. They've obviously had some
1: um,
0: capitalization issues for probably going back a couple of years now due to that infamous uh, accounting error, which was... Um, which was spotted, which created a little bit of havoc in the mountain. Uh, sorry, in, in, in the market. However, they've still been they've still been out there, still been active. But obviously, um, there's lots of talk of them selling their mortgage book now, and um, I'm sure there's a few people who are a bit are a bit concerned about their their um, their bank balances and, and and their cash being safe. Which I'm sure I'm sure will be fine. But what's what's your take on it? What are you seeing? Yeah,
1: so I was actually out with somebody from Metro. Um, this was Friday, and uh, I, I asked them what the branch was was like, and they run one of the branches. and uh, He said we had two people come in and ask for their money back, hmm. and of those two people, one had a uh, five thousand pound balance, um, which obviously would have been protected anyway under the, uh, the, the guarantee of up to eighty five thousand, and the other person had two hundred and fifty thousand when the branch manager explained the situation and explained uh, the the risk-weighted assets, the requirements that Metro need, because they're, they're treated slightly differently to high-street banks, they were comfortable with it and left their money where they were. So I think the press like to sensationalise things and...
0: Everything gets blown up, and it's not
1: what's happening in 2008. It's far from that. There aren't no queues outside Metro oh. banks. They're, it's just business as normal. And If they were uh, under the same rules and guidance as the, the high street, then this wouldn't even be highlighted. It wouldn't be a question. So, yeah, it's just slightly different ways accounted Interesting. Uh, for, and I think, um, yeah, in my opinion, is you know, there are obviously a few uh, problems that have to be addressed, but whenever, isn't there, there's always problems that have got to be addressed. Yep. But I think it's press sensationalisation and I think they're just trying Nothing. to create a bit of a story. When, Nothing
0: that we're not used to. Yeah, and, exactly. How does, how does this impact the mortgage products? Because they, they obviously um, do a bit of lending in the buy-to-let space
1: yeah they they do but do you know what we never use them and um we we don't use them because they're they haven't got a method that's right in real estate what we use metro for is their cash flow finance products are very good at invoice discounting, and they um, they really are good um, Business lending. So yeah. we talk to them a lot on those things, and their, their products are impressive. And do you know what? Their team there, at the Metro, who we deal with, are really good. There's um, some very experienced people that have come from other high street lenders. And it's, when when you're dealing in business, it's not all about the rates, it's about who you can work with and help manage your business. Because when every morning, a relationship manager gets what's uh, known as the watch list, and that watch list has all the overdrawn positions or people who are getting close to that, and then early warning indicators that pop up and go against each customer. So the relationship manager gets given that, And if you are not well known to a bank, you'll get a call saying, why are you... Ten thousand pounds overdrawn, or whatever it may be, what you're going to do to to cover that? And usually, somebody will say, "Oh, we've got money coming in, or whatever it may be." But if a bank knows the customer very well, those conversations don't need to be had because they'll they'll know how their cash flow works. They'll they'll know the cycle they're in. So yep. these it saves a lot of time, and there's a relationship. And when you've got a good bank manager who understands their customers and it works the same with property customers as well especially on a development, are drawing funds down for um it, it tranches on a particular project if you've got a, a lender that understands the process understands the business and understands the customer you you're in you're in a better position and sometimes you have to pay a little bit extra for that. but it is worthwhile when you're normal yeah worth
0: interesting worth um so that's obviously something we want to talk about on a future podcast as well, we and go into the details of that of, that, of the other forms of business lending. On the uh, back on the macro topics, um, obviously we've seen some rather nasty events unfold in the Middle East, um, in Israel, and the Gaza Strip. Um, what's what's your view of uh, the, the impact on the market and sentiment? Um, we've obviously been in this period of inflation due to uh, Ukraine. Um, are we going to have to take a bit of a step back again um, and revise our target? What's this going to mean for us? What are you seeing? Yeah, it's, it's a real
1: difficult one um, because I have a, a lot of Jewish customers. I have a, a lot of um, customers from the Middle East as well. And it's, um, you know it's been going on for a, a long, long time, This this yeah. issue. And I don't think it's going to get sorted out very quickly. When the um, war in Ukraine happened, uh, when that started, there was it created like big shockwaves through the market, especially with the supply chain. And I don't think we're going to have the same supply chain issues. But any uncertainty creates volatility in the markets. People don't know what's going to happen. So it's it really is. Uh, Course for concern. And the cause of concern is nobody knows how long this will go on for. And I don't know. I can't imagine it being uh, resolved very quickly. So the, the markets, I think, will see a bit of uncertainty. Uh, and I think inflation may, uh, the, the decrease in inflation, the reduction in inflation may see a, itself stall maybe slightly. Um it's, it's hard to say because you know with the like I said with the, the Russian uh the Ukrainian problem the um there was an obvious impact of supply chain I don't think that is quite the same case with this conflict but then a lot of the um with, it's a lot of property investors in the UK on both sides so it's um it's going to be it's going to be interesting but yeah. hopefully it just gets resolved quickly and um things can return to what uh, yeah I think you say the the market
0: uncertainty or the spooks um are what kind of creates that that disruption um in the pricing of uh, of the sort of you know mortgages and, and uh and, yeah. and the market. So let's see let's see what happens there. Um what are you what are the other sort of big things that are happening at the moment? Um we know there's been some 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 movement in the government policy on um quantitative tightening as well which they were looking to buy back bonds uh sort buy back bonds as part of their program uh, following the years of quantitative easing and selling bonds to raise money
1: yeah that's right and um it's all designed to hopefully tackle the inflation issue that we've got and uh, control the economy um we've seen quantitative easing coming in and a flood of money coming into the market but like i said right at the start of this episode there is liquidity in the market and there's a lot of liquidity in the market but with rates coming down as well um it's, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting and i think that with this quantitative tightening coming in the, the money that is borrowed from uh, the us is going to be um, more expensive gonna be start becoming a bit more expensive, which could again put a bit of pressure on the lenders and especially it might be in my opinion the short term lenders. So when people are doing their bridge 12 months, 18 months, you know, term on there, it's very prudent to work out who the funder is funded by themselves. Yeah. If their money's going to be more expensive, in turn, that'll get passed on. And with margins squeezed on bridging anyway for lenders, it's, it's really hard for them to, to make a profit. So ensuring what the funding trail looks like is, is really important.
0: So you, you make a great point there, actually, and it's something that a lot of people don't really ask about. <clears throat> where, you know, where are those funds coming from and at what cost? How can uh, How can listeners be more in tune with that? How can they find that information out?
1: Well, they, they should be able to ask the lender themselves so uh, first and foremost i would you know most people when they get rich and go to a broker and if they if any of the lenders sorry customers were to ask me yeah. about the funding of any of the lenders we can find out we just ask them you know we've got big relationships with people high up in the, the in each lender we can ask them where did your money come from um, and then if you think about it, Shawbrook fund I think something like 30 bridges something along those lines Yeah. so we know where that money is coming from and then we've got JP Morgan who fund a lot of um, lenders you've got, you've got loads of digit funds all over the place so just speaking to your broker and asking them and asking how safe it is um, is an important question and you, you know if before two thousand and eight, you said, "Oh, yeah, the money's coming from RBS." Oh, yes. You'd be like, oh, "Yeah, do you know what? That's that's really safe." But then, obviously, issues can hit anybody, no matter how big or small a lender is. So, it's just being careful and uh, making sure you don't put all your eggs in one basket. If you're planning your your wealth strategy, making sure that you know you're not just investing in property, you're in, you're investing in other stuff that that is diversified. So if something does go wrong, you can minimize your risk. It's yeah. common sense, but a lot of people don't do it. They just, we see a lot of people go on these training courses, put their life savings into property, and then that's it, you know, gear up really high. And If it one deal goes wrong, that's all their life savings got. So yeah. hopefully people can listen to this podcast and realize there's lots of different ways to invest. And there's, there's lots of different ways to make money you've just got to be careful but um i was going to say adventurous but that's the wrong word you shouldn't be adventurous you can be you want, but you should be um calculated in your Man-
0: managing appropriately
1: yeah exactly exactly
0: so, yeah. Good. Yeah, so. um one last thing just to get your opinion on construction industry trends at the moment what are you picking up on there
1: so we are we're seeing the larger house builders um, struggle a little bit. More. Um, house prices have gone down. So um, you know, went down 04 percent last month. That indicates that um, people aren't buying as much. And not only does that impact the larger house builders, but it's impacting the smaller, the smaller guys, the so people who are doing the smaller projects. And it's really interesting. We, we're primarily a broker, but we get loads of people coming to us and saying, well, have you got any funds that you want to invest yourself in projects? So people still want to be doing the small house builds or the small yep. conversions. But they're, they're looking for extra funds and because they still want to do it, but funds aren't as readily available. And I, I've not really been asked that question so much before, but... Now, we're probably getting a couple of weeks asking us if we'd like to invest or we know anybody who would invest in their project. So It's it's a really interesting um, time. And I think there'll be opportunities for people who have got cash to to make some money.
0: Indeed. Indeed. Something I'm keeping an eye on myself as well. Brilliant. Well, I think that's probably as much as we've got time for today for our short market update. But we'll do we'll do more of these. Um, and hope everybody finds them useful. Be sure to send us your your questions and comments, and any topics you want us to cover. We'll be sure to do that. And our contact details, as usual, will be in the description. So, so that's it for now.
1: Excellent. Thank you very much, everybody.
0: Cheers for listening. That concludes another episode of Show Me The Money podcast, Unlocking Property Finance. Connect with us on social media where we share additional tips, resources, and behind-the-scenes insights. Feel free to reach out to us with any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes. Until next time, keep exploring, keep learning, and keep making
1: those smart investment moves. This has been Show Me The Money, Unlocking Property Finance.